listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, this is AfterBuzz TV, Gossip Girl Edition. Tonight's host will be Roxy R. Stryer. Joining Roxy will be AfterBuzz co-hosts Lindsay L. Berg, Sarah S. Stretton, Ama A. Hunyitz, and Phil P. Svitek. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855. 8269. That's 347-855-8269. And now, Roxy Stryer! Welcome to AfterBuzz TV for Gossip Girl Season 4, Episode 5. I'm Roxy here with my fellow Gossip Girl fans to break down everything from tonight's episode. In our special segment, we'll discuss how this, we'll discuss the similarities and differences between Gossip Girl college scene and the real college scene. Plus, we'll get you all your Gossip Girl news and gossip to hear from other fans, too. Sarah, give us a little recap here. Well, this week, we, um, we saw Blair and... Serena really kind of getting into college or kind of messing around in college. We encountered some drama with Juliet, who you see her relationship with Ben getting a little bit more complicated. And she's really confronting Serena with some rumors about STDs that spreads kind of through their whole web of sexual activity. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a lively episode, and I loved it. Okay, we're going to start with Chuck and Blair here for a second. We open the episode, and it looks like Blair is on her A-game again, running everything. You see the steps like you used to see at Constance. You see her with her little minions on her side, and I kind of thought the episode was going to be a little bit more like high school, you know what I mean? I thought that it was going to be more like that, but it turned out being very different. The only similarity is that Chuck and Blair are now at war again, like they used to be long ago. So... I think the real question is, who's going to win this war? Chuck has nothing to lose right now. I mean, he just looks full of anger, so I see him going all out. He doesn't care about himself. He just cares about hurting her, so there's nothing going to stop him from just destroying them both. Okay, but but I think you're underestimating the power of Blair. I think that she really is... What does she have to lose at this point? There's nothing really for her anyway, because since he's there, he already just took away this position from her, took away her school from her. I don't think she has anything to lose, especially because he's the one she loves. Call me a hopeless romantic, but I think the two of them have each other to gain. I think at some point they're going to crash. You think so? Yeah. So by the end of the season, you think we're going to see them together and the war ends in romance? I know, I know. It's the breathe-in. I'm not quite sure that's what I'm hoping for. Hoping for. I know what you mean. We all love Chuck and Blair together. I know. I, I am the biggest Chuck fan of all time, and I hate to see him like this. It's like he... I thought Blair changed him into such a better person, and then this Eva girl who... I'm kind of glad it's gone, to be perfectly honest. Changed him to an even better person, and now he's at square one again. It's like, where the hell is this Chuck guy that I just met? He's not even at square one. He's like at square zero. He's going completely the opposite direction. Horrible. I want him to bounce right back and be on his A game again. I mean, I don't don't know about you guys, but do do we like seeing Chuck as a villain here? I I don't think that's what we want from him. The audience wants from him. Well, it's not even that that Chuck's a villain for me. I mean, he's entered, you know, talks of suicide in this episode, which was really strange for me. So, you know, it's it's that self-loathing, depression that kind of got to me, not more more so than him being a villain. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean, but as effed up as it sounds, it's kind of like his sex appeal. It's like his, when he, his bottle of whiskey at the bottom of the trash can and sitting there and nowhere else to go and... It's kind of where he's sexiest, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, but I think he's gotten to the point where it used to be sexy, but now he's sunk that low that he just is pathetic at this point. Like, right. He's, like, I think Blair is just... Blair took away something that was just that important to him, and I I just think he's not he's not appealing anymore. So All you he's think about she suicide. can do better? Yeah, well, I mean, I definitely think... At the, I Well, part of me wants to see them back together, but I just think the whole drama... Like, she's... He's taking away everything that she has. Like, you know how, impor- how important the status of going to Columbia is and how important all that is to Blair. And he's really just, he doesn't care about anything anymore. Right. So he just wants to take it away. Which is weird because when they were together and when they were in Paris, he looked at her and was like, she was the one who convinced him to come back and figure it out. And I kind of thought there was going to be a little peace there. Even if they weren't going to be together, I think... Obviously, he's the one who messed up. He was the one who had sex with Jenny Humphrey. And I thought he loved Blair enough to respect the fact that she is trying to move on and she is trying to be the bigger person. And she only convinced him to come back because she didn't want to see him completely lost and never find him again. So I thought that was a nice little peaceful moment. And then it was like out of left field, he came back and after she took this one thing from him, he wanted to bury her. I, I, don't, I don't know. It seemed like a complete 180 that came from nowhere. Uh, it was like he, he wanted to be her friend, and then he wanted to be her enemy, all in this period of a couple days, a week or something. I mean, it might be a cliche, but, I mean, all is fair in love and war. And to him, he lost the only thing he loved. Like, he had everything riding on one person, and in his eyes, Blair's the only thing that took that away. I think at this point, as fans, we're all pretty much sick of that Chuck being a messed up, horrible person needs to be him bringing himself up instead of another girl. But do we think that he loved Eva? Eva? Is that it? Eva? Eva? Eva. Oh. Do we think that he loved her more? Not, not ugh, to the name, ugh, to the girl. Do we think he loved her, her more than Blair? I, I don't think so. A different kind of love. I think different. more than anything, he just wanted to convince himself he loved her it didn't really seem real at all yeah that's what i think it's like more of the classic oh she saved me i love her oh this is so romantic but like chuck isn't like that he's kind of guts and gore and yucky love yeah i mean he i think he loved the idea of her but he didn't love her um if he truly loved her he would have you know if you noticed in the last episode he didn't uh, he always doubted Um, whenever something happened and he didn't quite believe her initially and then, you know, obviously that killed him in the end and he should have just believed her, but he didn't and that was his downfall. No matter what, he wanted to believe what Blair was saying he wanted to trust her again and I almost think that him playing all these games or or messing with her life is just a way to stay in her life because he can't imagine a life without Blair for any longer than he possibly... Like, he's already been without her for the entire summer. I think that he just wants just wants to be in her life, whether it's messing it up or whatever it is. And the two of them always play these sick games, even when they were in the relationship. Remember, what, what was that game they used to play where somebody would go and try to hook up with another... You're, you're giving me yeah, a nod no, here. It's, you yeah, he, they used to go up, like, <laughs> to, to, like, turn Blair on, like, just to start, like, the fight. He would, have, he would like, pretend to be hooking up with someone, and then she would come and storm in and, like, and, and start break them with the up girl. or something. But that, you know what? That's what we love. We love weird love and weird relationships. I don't like this, this normal thing that I was saying before. Like, she comes in, saves him, takes care of him. She's this little angel. Literally, she... She was a perfect person, a perfect character, who I, I love. I hated her, and I hated hating her. I didn't enjoy her presence on the show. Did, did you guys think that she was helping the show at all? Because I think she's coming back at some point. I read that she is coming back to the show. Did, do you guys think that that's going to be a good thing? Sarah, I mean, you're, you're hesitating here. I just have this. I thought that she was so different than this portrayal of Serena and Blair. I mean, for me, it came down to... I don't know how to explain it. Almost like, to me, she felt like high fashion in a way, even though they're all obviously high fashion. But I don't ex- know how exactly how to explain what I'm thinking. Like, like model European S. high fashion? Yes. Means? She just... She had this, like... Just a different appeal than all of them. Almost she was like, so yeah. different... But still, it's like that high class thing, but just 
a European high class. I don't even know how to explain. It's like Serena. Serena and Blair are like TV pretty. She was like model, model runway sexy. Yeah, like European model runway. Like, with almost like the gap model. between the two front teeth Ooh. and the really. Yeah, it's like, I, I know. That was so unattractive, and I personally do not want to see her back. She's done her part. Yeah, that's what I think too. I kind of want. I hope that. If you're listening to us, please don't bring her back on the show. Kick her off before she comes back. I think she is coming back. I mean, I mentioned it before. I know. You, you mentioned it. I did a little research, and I, I think I saw that she's she's coming back. And I don't think to stay, but like you were saying before, what was your theory on... I just had this um, little prediction last week that I could see this war going completely crazy. And... Blair or Chuck resorting to bringing her back to like calm the other one down like almost Blair pulling her back to sh- like show Chuck something or she's gonna but calm she's Ch- and she's Chuck better. down like I'm just wondering when Chuck gets to the point that he's going to stop yeah, and it's either going gonna be, to be Blair or it's gonna be them bringing her back right I I can't see the end of this war and like like you were saying a over there <laughs> I feel like it's it's going to be one of those things where it either ends in love or I think maybe it ends in a complete destruction. I don't know. I can't really see how they're going to get back together, especially with Jenny coming back into town, which we'll talk about later in predictions. But, you know, the, the first thing I, that I thought of when I was watching the episode today was I miss I miss little Jay. And I was never the biggest little Jay fan. All right, you're making oh, a face oh at me right now. I do not miss little Jay. Not one bit of her. You know what, though? It's it's the drama in Little J that I love. It's the exact reason that I hate Eva. Like, Little J brings fun drama, that it's fun to pick things apart and put them back together. And Eva just kind of destroys everything and just left it like a mess. And now nothing's getting put back together. At least I felt like everything fell apart this episode and nothing really pieced itself together. I don't like that. I don't like when every single thing is falling apart. And it seems like that happens a lot on Gossip Girl where... Every storyline at the same time. If Serena's not doing well, then Blair's not doing well. But if one of them's doing well, the other one's doing well. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't you feel like a lot of other shows? It's like sometimes one character's doing well and the other person's doing worse. But on this one, you could definitely see that in this episode. Like even like Dan and Vanessa, they looked like they were going along like the right track. I know. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they're completely falling apart she's going to her parents and he's agreeing that she should go yeah i was just about to say speaking of dan and vanessa that's a whole nother situation right now and i I, i've always been very wishy-washy with vanessa she's kind of artsy and annoying but she mm, you're agreeing with me over there yeah i think she's awful and i read her in the books and i still can't stop comparing she's why you liked her in the books no, no, I, I really didn't like her. She was also artsy. She, she was more manly. But um, her and Dan were together. <laughs> her and Dan were together in the books. I don't know if anyone remembers this, but um, she, she just kind of throws herself, and she's like the hopeless little. She makes everyone yeah. feel bad for her, and I just I don't the like puppy the puppy dog syndrome that I've been talking about. The, but the annoying one, and like Dan pulls it off very well. Dan, Dan's this sweet, doesn't really know what he's getting himself into kind of guy, and you feel bad for him sometimes, and he's in this world that he doesn't really understand, but he's really attractive, and girls kind of fall for him, and, and we like him, but I don't know, like, Vanessa leaving, not the worst news I've ever heard. I kind of could see her going to her parents and trickling off for a little bit, and maybe... I have a little question about Vanessa. I don't know if this was just me, but I was a little confused... Why did she go to Juliet? That, you know what, I, I, when I, when I was, out of nowhere, I'm going to walk up to you in the middle of campus that I don't go to and be like, hi, my life's falling apart. Fix it. Like, where did that come from? Why is it that people seem to be trusting Juliet so much? What is it about her? Because I don't see it. I think Vanessa, I mean, who, she didn't really have anyone to go to. And then you kind of did see when Dan and, um when Dan and Nate were sort of rebuilding their relationship, the two of them were kind of, I mean, hanging out by association of their boys. I don't know. That's how I oh. kind of saw it. And she just probably didn't have anyone else to go to. I don't know. Yeah. And then, th- I mean, what, I think the thing you're forgetting, Roxy, is that um, 
you put yourself in the eyes of these uh, characters, you know, you don't, as an audience member, yeah, you're seeing this, and that's part of the dramatic irony. You're, like, rooting, like, no, no, yeah, don't do that. But these characters, they don't know any better. You know, they see Juliet as, for all intents and purposes, a sweet girl. Well, but not completely yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, if you looked at the last episode, there was a whole gossip girl exposing of Juliet's, like, setup of Serena and Blair. And in my opinion... I haven't seen Juliet to do do anything to go. prove herself except for what destroy relationships, try and destroy friendships. Like, I don't know why someone would look to trust her. I think something about her is that she's always there to listen. Like Nate just needed someone to go to mm-hmm. and heard heard her problem. That's it. And she was just so confident. Oh, I can solve your problems. Just follow what I'm doing. And it, it's, it's almost nice to have someone like that when you meet friends in college. Like we can talk about that later. But yeah, it's it's very true. But the thing is, I think it's my East Coast antenna that's going up. Like my non-trusting of other people thing. Because what I've noticed is very much on the West Coast when you meet somebody. You like them until you don't. Like, you either like you like them at the beginning, and then if they prove you shouldn't like them, then you don't. But on the East Coast, it's more you don't like them until you, they prove that you should like them. So we've got, we've got a couple That's West Coasters. We've got some West Coasters versus some East Coasters here. Can you guys attest to that at all? Do you know I what I'm saying? I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. I mean, that's a... Maybe it's the whole laid-back server thing in California that I don't think actually exists. But you're raised with this whole, like, everyone has this nice image. Be nice to them. The moment they do something wrong, you can turn, but you you can't do anything till then or else right. you're the bad person. Right. So besides the fact that we're in New York here, we're in our Columbia, it kind of seems more like the West Coast personality that it's like, here's this girl. She comes along. She's new. Vanessa has not had a steady girlfriend at all. She's not had the relationship that Blair and Serena have had. Not to say that they've had a steady relationship, but, you know, that best friend bond. And Vanessa hasn't really had that with another girl. She's had that with Dan before, but now Dan's the one causing her problems. And here comes this girl and Vanessa's just kind of ready to spill her guts out to her because for all she knows this girl could be her new best friend she seems perfectly innocent she seems perfectly nice but I I guess you're right Phil from like my perspective watching the show it's like I, I think you even said this out loud during the show Sarah it's like do they not learn how many times are they gonna make the same mistake over and over again you can't just trust these random people that walk into your lives. It's like, first of all, they have so much money. People use them all the time for their money, their resources, I guess their friendships, their connections to schools. Like, I don't understand how they could not see, oh, this girl just popped out of nowhere. She tried to kick Serena out of this club. Like, at least Nate should be catching on or somebody should be catching on. I... The Nate comment really gets me. It's just like, he is being so stupid. He's like, doesn't see past anything. Like, I don't understand. Like, maybe it is because, like Phil said, we see everything. But the whole going to the STD clinic, like, this, their exchanges happened within a minute. Would you not see the other one, like, walk over? Would, I know. How I do know. you not realize this? And how could he take Juliet's back over Serena's? Yeah, I was expecting her to still be on Nate's side with trying to get Nate back with Serena. I was still waiting for Nate to look towards her to, for advice, and then he starts dating her. I I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. And, and I wasn't pleased with it either. Expecting it is one thing, but, like, I, I don't know. It's like, I, I know that Serena couldn't make up her mind, and, yeah, that's her fault, I guess. But it, now all of a sudden... Dan is trusting Vanessa, and well, now he's not, but he was trusting Vanessa over Serena, and Nate's trusting Juliet. It's like Serena didn't really do anything to make them c- completely lose faith in her. She's kind of just standing there, and everyone else is like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Right. You think I mean, I feel have, bad for her. Yeah, you think they'd all have been through enough. Like, maybe Dan and Serena shouldn't be dating anymore. Whatever. Dan got over her. I get it. He has a new girl. But when he, she came up to him in front of the, the STD clinic, like, about to cry over, like, this gossip girl last. It's like, you've all been blasted on gossip girl a thousand times. Like, listen to your friend that you've been friends with since much longer than this new girl. Like, yeah. It's just it's, especially sucks. Dan and Serena... They're siblings. Like, as weird as that sounds, because they're also ex-lovers and friends and whatever, they're also family. It's just kind of like, 
I, I don't know. It seemed a little, not even unrealistic, but just so, so out of nowhere on the show, you know? I feel like finally Blair and Serena are being loyal to each other, and everybody else is kind of falling apart around them. But uh, besides, sorry, for back, I need to backtrack a minute. About Dan and Vanessa, do we think she's going to move back in? They're going to get back together? Or do we think completely falling apart? I think that's the end of their time. You think they're done? I'd say so. I don't think they're done just because, at least not yet, because I don't see where they've put Vanessa in all of this. I don't think they're just going to cut her out by making her move to her parents. So something has to happen. Either someone new has to come or some other re- tie has to become unless they're going to, like, get rid of her completely. Okay. she doesn't have ties to any other characters, in my real opinion. She never really has, though, because she kind of just bounces around, you know? She had a little period with Nate, and with Dan, and even with Chuck, and was really good friends with Serena at one point, and made peace with Blair at another point, and now... started a war with Julia. And now might start a war with Julia. She's never really had that consistency that any of them had, even with her family. Her family's not involved in it. I mean, there was that little bit with her mother where her mom came on. But other than that, like, she's just very... She's a main character, but she's so not in the entire scene, which is why it's really weird. Which is why I don't see her cutting her relationship with Dan until they really tie her down to something else. Because she can't just be floating around if she has no connection to a relationship. Yeah. And I also don't think it's totally out of left field for Vanessa to be mad, to be questioning Dan in the first place. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it's the guy side of it is be like, oh, believe him, believe him. But why well, believe him? Like, he's done this. T- like, if you if you came into a room and, like, if that happened to you, like, it, you would think that something more happened. I don't right. think what I don't Absolutely. think her, her case is completely out of this, like, out of this world that I don't think it's going to be the end of the world. I don't. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I wanted to move on to is that whole little cell phone bit there. So you don't think it was wrong for her to take the phone or you don't think it was wrong for her to question the situation? I don't think it was wrong for her to question. And I don't think Vanessa would ever have taken the phone in the first place had it not been for Juliet. She's so not like that. And I, it, you saw it in her eyes on that shit. Like, you, yeah, like, you could tell she, like, hated herself for doing it. It was weird for her to be so easily convinced by Juliet to take the phone and then so ready to do the right thing. You I know, think yeah. there's a fine line because there are definitely some girlfriends who think differently and everyone thinks differently. But I think it was okay for her to take the phone, find out what happened. But she definitely wanted to give it back, and I think that's where the line was. She should have given it back, put it away, yeah. felt really guilty, but she got what she wanted out of it, and then mm-hmm. that's when... About giving the phone back, what I found interesting is that she went up, and she was like, Serena. She said it first, she looked like she wanted to talk, <clears throat> excuse me, and then all of a sudden, Juliet butts in, and they automatically listen to Juliet. Wouldn't you listen to the person who talked first and, like, looks sincere and all of a sudden it's like, Juliet's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Like, it just looked so fake to me. Like, if someone came up to me and was like, Sarah, and just looked me in the eye and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, red flag, wait, hold on, listen to me first. Yeah. It would send something off in my head. Yeah, it seemed really a little weird that Vanessa just stood there crying as Juliet goes on and on. Vanessa never once said, oh, Juliet did it, or never once said that. She said that's not true, and then just shut up. She's not good at standing up for herself, because like you were saying at the very beginning, with the whole you feel bad for all this stuff, kind of the more she pleads her case, the more you're like, oh, God, shut up. Like, and I kind of feel like that's the way Serena feels about her. It's like whenever Vanessa opens her mouth to to plead her case, to say she's right, to whatever. It's like, nobody really wants to hear it. Like, okay. But the the thing is, and this is why I did feel bad, is the second I saw what she did, I wrote down, Vanessa is a good person. And she is. She really is a good person. On the show with people that some of them are not very good at their core. At her core, she is, she seems to be morally just. I don't know. I agree. I think she is a really good person. I also think Dan's a really good person, which is why they're probably put together. Why you think they're going to end up back together? Yes. Well, they come from a different background than everybody else, which is true. But I think that the stealing of the phone was wrong, and here's why. I know the girlfriends have different opinions on this, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. I may be guilty of stealing a phone or two in my time. Whew. Those were the days. And by the days, I mean yesterday. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, but what, I, but what I will say is, 
it's not right that it's not right that somebody wouldn't would without asking take somebody else's property because we all know things you can type something and the way you mean it it can be completely different than the way it sounds because what Dan typed was to Serena um Vanessa can't find out that we if Vanessa finds out we did more than kissed which is not true then I won't be able to live with myself blah 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 but Dan just as easily could have said if Vanessa finds out that we did more than kissed I'll be screwed even though they didn't, he could have just said that because she, Serena knows they didn't. So you know what I mean? Like, depending on what the text message is, things can be interpreted so differently. It's like, when you go snooping, you never know what you're going to find, you never know if you're going to like what you find, and you never know if what you find is really what it is. Do, do you guys know what I mean there? It's like... It's like, it's like any text message. Like, you say, hello... It's someone can think it's like, hello, I'm angry at you. Hello, I can't wait to talk to you. It's just everything get misinterpreted through, like, technology. And you hear more about breakups and relationships going wrong through text messages and phone calls and emails and IMs and BBMs and whatever it is. And it's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not ragging on technology here. I'm not one of those essays. I, I love technology. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's like, if, if you're going to snoop through somebody's stuff, I, I just think I'm, I'm very honest about stuff. If I wanted to see something, I think I would be like, hey, Dan, can, do you mind if I, I, I'm still really worried about this? I know we've had a million conversations about it, but it's really stressing me out, and I, I saw you texting Serena, and it makes me nervous. Can I ask you what you said? And I, don't you think that's a better way to deal with the situation than to, like, go behind their back? Well, she didn't go completely behind their back. I mean, she talked to him. She stole him, it then, from the cobra. I know, but first she did try and talk to Serena. And she went up and went, like, hey. And Serena blew her off just, like, completely, like, well, you don't need to believe me and walked away. Well, that being said, there was a rumor going around about Serena that she had an STD, so she had a couple other things to deal with, and Vanessa didn't come up and say, hey, darling, would you mind if we had a conversation? She went up and said, you need to tell me everything that you and Dan did. And nobody wants to be approached like that. Serena had better things to be dealing with at the moment. She was stressed out about her own life. That doesn't really count as trying to figure out what happened. I feel like there were so many more steps Vanessa could have taken before going, spilling her guts to this random girl and listening to her advice about stealing Serena's phone. That's not Vanessa. That's not the Vanessa we either love or hate, whoever you are. Like, it's not the good girl Vanessa. And, and she really screwed herself over. But I think, as we mentioned before, like, she wouldn't have done it without Juliet. I think this is really comes down to Juliet just being this manipulative person. But what does that it. what does that have to say about Vanessa? She's too trusting, which goes back to your comment about she's too good. He, but even more than that, she's she has no she has no backbone. She has no spine. Who who on earth would listen to that? And then I think she didn't even stick up for himself, herself because she's almost embarrassed to use that as an excuse. Oh well, Juliet told me to do that. Excuse me, you have a brain. You are a person. Juliet told you to do that. Did she force you to do that? No. And but I still agree. Before, I don't know. I don't know if she handled the situation the correct way. If I were her, I definitely would have said, "Hold on one second. I did not send this email. I did not do any of this. Back off for a minute." Because, in what scenario would somebody leave a party with the dean of their school, thinking they? sent an email from their friend's phone asking to give a teacher sexual favors. Like, in, in whose mind would that be okay? You guys know what I'm saying? Like, why, would you ever just walk away from that situation if you had sent that? I mean, I think she was caught a little off guard. She went up thinking she was going to say sorry, got framed. Mm. These are This is an atmosphere where she's not close to anyone. She thought she was close to someone. Now this person's betraying her. I think she was just a little bit in shock and 
yeah, she should have said something. I think most people would have said something right away. But when you're taken aback that quickly, uh, and then Serena pushes her way through to get away, so she can't say anything. Like, we watch, and she's like, oh, no, uh, Vanessa just did all this and walks away and leaves Vanessa and, like, Dan staring at each other. Right. No, I I know what you mean. But, okay, on a little separate note, what do we think the relationship between Serena um, and... Why am I forgetting her Juliet? name? And Juliet is going to be like now. Do we think they're about to BFF it up? Talk about easy to gain trust. Serena I know. Just jumps right back on that boat. I know. Of all people, she should know that you can't trust anybody. But I think that could be a serious problem right now. Is some some issue between Serena and Blair and something you, with Juliet? Uh, well, I mean, what was interesting for me was um, was how. Easily, how everything was so planned out by Juliet in terms of uh, you know the whole phone thing. You know, um, she told she told Vanessa, "Hey, go go see go see Dan and tell him you know who needs to talk. You know, he's a guy." And uh, you know that immediately set off some flags and eventually you know paid off because um, you know that's what sort of helped to blow up the whole thing mm-hmm. into perspective. And so she she seems to know like she what she's doing. Every step of the way, like, you know, she reminds me of, like, a chess player. She knows where she's going, and now that she's got um, Serena's friendship, she's going all the way. I kind of disagree, though. I think she got a little bit of a twist with, I think she's getting some feelings for Nate. And I think that's throwing a curveball in some of her plans. Like, you Oh, that's so typical. Girl's supposed to not fall for boy and mess with him. Girl falls for boy. Boy falls for girl. She has to make a decision. She chooses love. Like... Oh, please, I don't want that to be the storyline. Is that what you're telling me here, Sarah? That's what I'm telling you. I mean, you see it. She obviously was not supposed to have any feelings, right? She set it up so that she could avoid basically having sex with him by blaming the ass, that saying that he might have STDs. Right. And then all of a sudden, then Clip is like, them having sex. I mean, she's mm-hmm. obviously gaining feelings from yeah. You see a little bit of spark of her standing up to her quote-unquote brother, Ben. Yeah, who we learned a little bit more about this, a little bit more about what he wants this episode. I didn't realize that he was trying to take down specifically Serena. I don't get it. Why? Like, do we know? What, so I was trying to think. What has she done in her past? It seems like she was the one who actually stripped him of nothing, quote-unquote, when he said leave her with nothing like how I was left Exactly. It seemed weird, though, at first, because in the other episodes, Juliet kept on saying about how she knocked down the other guys, and the girls are hard to get, too. So it seems like almost all of them did something to him before. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. But then, you know what I think she was saying? She'd strip them down. Like, she's breaking the boys away from Serena, and then she was trying to break up Blair and Serena, and... I think it's all about Serena. I really think I that's agree. where they're going. It seems, and I'm. I just want to know what. I mean, how far back does this go, and how far back can you go before it's like ridiculous? Is there some significance an eight-year-old? I mean, I, I, exactly. I feel like we've already uncovered so many skeletons in our closet. I mean, between the situation with her dad and her mom and the, her the guy, sleep. she accidentally killed and, with the coke. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be something like that, I think. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. There's going to be another thing, and it's like, how many curveballs can you throw us with this one character? All characters to pick. I feel like Serena has so much baggage that's already come out. Do you think it's going to be something we already know about? Kind of tie in as a story? The thing is, like, the moment he came on came on the show, I was so confused. Like, I don't remember him. Like, I racked my memory, and I can't think of anything. So I feel like it has to be new, and I feel like everyone I've talked to is also confused. Right. So either we're all missing something, and eventually it's going to hit us, and we're all going to go, oh my goodness. Right, right, right. Or it's something we've all never heard of. I was thinking it was something, maybe, what, what's his name? Chuck Bass's cousin? What's his name? Oh. He was... Oh, oh, he was oh always here. He was. I know. Okay, well, we know what you're talking about. Okay, so yeah, his cousin or whatever. He had that little thing with Serena. He just everybody. I, maybe that has something to do with him. But okay. then wouldn't Chuck recognize Chuck seen Juliet? I mean, if it has something to do with the cousin, wouldn't you see like an association? If it went back that far, yeah. I mean, wouldn't there be like recognition or something? Yeah, I, I don't know, but we we also. We see that he doesn't get that mad that she is hooking up with Nate 
other than the fact that he thinks it's going to mess with the plan. Because I was thinking, she has, she referred to him as her brother when she was talking to Nate, but I was thinking he was kind of more than a brother, like a, a romance, you know? I thought so, too. And he didn't seem to care that she was getting with somebody else, so do you, does that eliminate that possibility? I think that... I don't think it completely eliminates it. It did sway me a little bit more from that, just from her comment on the phone about, you're going to have to trust me. Yeah. But at the same time, if she's playing it, if she told him that she wanted to separate the guys away, and it was, and this Ben guy, if he was her boyfriend, wouldn't he also expect that to be coming? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think the door's still open. I think it's a lot it's less plausible than I thought it was before, but you never really know. Mm-hmm. I think more so than any kind of re- romantic relationship, I think um, Juliet actually owes something to this guy, or he's oh. some, some sort of superior to her, because the way he treats her, maybe he's paying her bills, maybe he's her cousin or brother. It seems, it's definitely not, it doesn't seem like the kind of like r- romantic give and take. It seems like she's almost always pleading to him, and like, oh no, don't worry, I got it covered, or oh, he, he kind of hints that he has something over her. And it's almost like maybe he went to jail for something the two of them did, maybe. Like, he took the blame for something, and now she's doing all his dirty work kind of thing. Definitely. That's what it seems like to me after you said that, thinking about that. That makes sense. What about even, like, I was thinking when the fir- they first showed that web that Juliet keeps on her walls yeah, of all the characters. Yeah, creepy Like, web. what about, like, what about something about, like, got, like the Gossip Girl? Like, yeah, well, that's like why I originally thought she was gossip. I was hundred percent convinced of that too. But like, what? Did but then he you have saw this. I don't know. But then you see last week, Serena and Blair get like using Gossip Girl to get back at her, and Gossip Girl not seeking vengeance on whoever spread the rumor. So I don't. I think that makes that less likely that mm. she's involved with Gossip Girl. I, I don't think she'd be involved because Gossip Girl is about to crush her. The, yeah, the only or thing Vanessa. that it. It confused me that she had so much power because if Gossip Girl is normally so classy and doesn't post things that aren't true, it seemed weird. How did she almost have access to Gossip Girl immediately to send that sort of thing without Gossip Girl filtering what goes on her site? Yeah. That, that, like, Gossip Girl doesn't post anything that's not classy and not true. And that, that was a quote from Serena this episode, correct? Right. And, and it actually, I, when I thought about it, at first I was like, oh, psh. Awesome girl is so not classy and so false. But it's not true. She really usually is correct about everything. And I don't know. I don't think it was a friend of hers, but I think maybe she staged something or a reliable source, picture, something. I don't know. I don't really know about that, but it's true. It did get to her very fast. And the only other thing I want to talk about with Serena is okay, this cab guy. There's a little smile on your face right now. What's going on over there? So it seemed a little fishy at first how he always kept on taking her cabs, and he's so romantic and weird, and we kind of like him at first. Good looking? Uh, Good looking, definitely. Um, Definitely hot. Cool. And we see that little scene in the end with the two of them sharing the drink. The funny thing that caught me off guard, or that caught me in the middle of the show was Juliet turning to her and going, oh, beyond time. It seems like almost Juliet is utilizing everything around her to get to Serena. She's definitely hired this cab guy or talked to this cab guy. This guy is doing this on purpose, getting her cab. Maybe he is interested in Serena and she's beautiful and why not have a drink with her? But I think in the next week or next few weeks, we'll definitely be seeing that connection between Juliet and that guy. Mm-hmm. And his one question was, why are you drinking at the bar alone? After all the drama had just happened, it's like he just knew the one question he wanted to know. Not only did he know that, he also knew she was at the bar. Like, he just randomly appeared there at that time. It was like, I was sitting there, and I was like, mm, I know sometimes they have weird coincidences on the show, but after you said that, because you said it while we were viewing it, Alma, and I was like, oh, yeah, she's totally right on this one. You know what? Also that, um, I was just thinking, he was telling her at the bar how he was with a new girl every day. You know, Serena always runs into him with a new girl. And he was like, she was like, why are you always with a new girl every day? Does this make you happy? And he said, you know what? Well, you're afraid of your past wall. I just accepted mine, yeah. and this makes me happy. Right. And maybe he's going to like convince Serena that that's a, being, like, slutting herself out is okay. But he, I definitely think I heard that quote wrong yeah. when I watched it, because I, I thought he said... Um, it used to. Yeah, it used to make me happy, and he was looking at her. I thought he was telling her, like, he liked that lifestyle, but now he has his eyes set on her. I kinda, that's what I got. I interpreted it that way, too, but if it was true, wouldn't she have been a little more creeped out by that? 
you know, like, I used to be my lifestyle, baby, but now I want you. Like, it was kind of brushed over. And if you see her every single day with a new girl, usually isn't the way to pick up a new girl, you know? <laughs> no, exactly. I, I agree. But I, I think that you're on to something over there, Alma, and that somehow um, she's been, he's been hired or something. But their lifestyle, so I, I want to compare. We are college students, are we not? We are. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> and we have a couple of different, well, right now, the girls at this table, we all attend USC. But we've got specialists over here on Emerson and on Ithaca because we have a transfer. So we can talk about different colleges across the country versus Columbia and their college experience right now. And a few similarities, not as many as the differences, but a few. So, going around, starting with Sarah, what is either a similarity or a difference between your lifestyle? Um, my biggest lifestyle difference would be that I wear sweatpants to class almost every day. And they walk around in five-inch heels. (laughs) And they walk around in five-inch heels, which, I mean, I kind of wish I could do all the time, but I would just always Mm. be late, like Serena. But what I will say is not many girls at USC wear sweatpants to class. True. That's true. That's true. A lot more did it at the I'll tell you that. <laughs> did they? Definitely. Well, oh, because it's cold as balls. It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> That's probably why. Okay. I love my sweatpants. <laughs> Don't give it to us. Um, well... I, I'm still, um, I just got into Gossip Girls recently, and I don't, I'm still deciding whether I like it or if I hate it. I don't know yet. But, but uh, you're for, not sure, and but that's I'm not what sure. keeps you but, going. <laughs> but what's weird is that, like, I mean, what is going on? I haven't seen that type of stuff since, like, probably Juicy Campus came out, and I haven't seen it since. Which now, do you, college, you know ACB? college ACB? It's the same thing. Ooh. Don't uh, go on it. You'll hate it. I, I did not know about that. Well, well I'm know, on there for having big boobs. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, well, I'm proud good. of it. There you go. See, some Except of it's good, but ima- imagine if it was, uh, oh, you have small boobs, you know? And, and then, I'm looking that up later, by the way. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm not lying about it. So, Keep but, going. Uh, sorry. But anyway, yeah. So, so there's, you know, that's the only sort of um, similarity for me. The differences are vast. I mean, who, I've not, these kids obviously seem very privileged with their lifestyle. Um, you know, the people. E. Emerson is sort of what I call the the halls of uh, pri- privileged white youth. And even they don't act like it. At least I never did, and so... Mm-hmm. I will say that one similarity I see between at least USC and the Gossip Girl world is the interconnectedness. I mean, maybe it's being Greek or whatnot, but so everyone knows everyone somehow or knows something. They know their business. They know about their past. Yep, everything. I would say that's really similar to Gossip Girl, just that knowing and connectedness and like webs and everyone mm-hmm. just being tied together right right but okay back to phil for one second so Lindsay, you were saying before the show when we were talking about how we want to talk about our college lives that you thought that emerson would be the most similar to columbia because like you know more city usc we're kind of like yeah we're still in la but we're not we don't really live we don't live in beverly hills we don't live in hollywood you know and any any similarity besides Juicy Campus? Do you see anything? Or it's really just like nothing? Well, I mean, uh, I guess after Sarah made her comment, you know, I could see that, especially at Emerson there was, uh, you know, it's a very f- communications-oriented school, and so everyone there is kind of uh, into marketing and business um, of that, you know, within that industry. And so anytime something happens, everyone knows about it. And in some sense, I guess it is kind of ironic, and, and Gossip Girl takes that sort of concept and just turn, turns it up, you know, turns on the Bunsen burner to, I wouldn't even say 5,000 times what it actually right. is. But, and I guess that's the appeal of the show. Well, I don't even know, though, about that, because sometimes I'll be watching the show and with a guy, and he'll turn and go, there's no way girls do that. And I'll say... 
Oh, yes, they do. Most we'll every single girl in this circle has looked through some guy's text message. I bet you. <laughs> and uh, just word of advice, that's why you password protect everything you do. <laughs> so. And what are you hiding over there, Phil? I'm actually hiding nothing, but at the same time, one, well, one of the reasons why I have to do it, um, I do have, like, uh, celebrity phone numbers in there, and so I have to protect it in case it gets lost. But oh, it, it, also, <laughs> it also is a nice barrier if if I ever had if girls wanted to snoop. Mm, okay, we're going back to Ama or to Ama. Differences. Um, it's funny. I spend all my time either studying or partying, and I don't see much of either on this show. Uh-huh. <laughs> I understand that it, oh, to, to preserve uh, the drama point. between the main characters, but. If I'm not studying and I'm not in class, I, I treat myself to a frat party, and I don't see any of this going on. Any of the, oh, what should I wear, or meeting random people. We mostly stick to the main characters. I, I don't understand how, how many times can you see your family when you're in college. Like, why are we yeah. still doing family drama? It, it seems a little bit too closed in on the few characters that we're known. Yeah, and, know and maybe, the, maybe they're a little bit above frat parties, but... There's not much of a club scene, and it's kind of more like it's lonely a sitting mature. at the bar. Yeah, that's what it is. Like not even like grad student mature. Like I'm married or recently divorced and hate my life, so I'm gonna treat myself to a gin and tonic at the bar that nobody's sitting at with these bright lights and. and nobody's around me kind of it's thing. like i'm gonna go to charity charity benefit because i'm in college and i'm so like it's just it's like I'm not, it's like elitist and, it's like i'm gonna go to right. a, a runway show i'm gonna go mm-hmm. like it's and believe me we have some very rich friends so i don't know if money is the thing <laughs> i mean we do go to the university of spoiled children over here so i don't think money is the factor that makes it different so what why is it, is it just because it's a tv show or is it a new york scene or what what do we think it is about this I guess this phenomenon that makes it them not study or go out. I think part of the whole show's appeal is, oh my God, these kids' lives are so not like mine. When when we were all in high school mm. and we watched this, we we're like, oh, high school kids don't do that. College college kids don't do that. I'm sure we could call in some friends from Columbia and they could tell us it's not at all like that. I have friends at NYU. I have friends around the East Coast, and I just think part of the appeal is, oh wow, like how do they do that? Oh, they're in a fashion fashion show. They get to go do this. They they have charity benefits mm-hmm. all the time. That doesn't really happen. I went yeah. to one right. last year. No, but. Uh, of course, we don't want to see them studying, but or charity benefits. Benefits we can see if they're fun, but partying is something I like to watch. I, I don't know about you guys, but you know, one of the other shows that I love to talk about is Jersey Shore, and the appeal of the show is they rage. As people go out, they get absolutely belligerent, and I'm not saying that I want to see Serena passed out, wasted, even though we have seen that. I want to see it. Oh, yeah, but I do. I'm not saying I do want to see that, but I do, so I guess I am. I want to see these people go out and go to a club. Go to a very exclusive elite, fine, that's whatever, New York club, and dance a little bit and let loose and, and let me see what Blair looks like in a pair of jeans and really hot top. Like, she doesn't have to look ugly. She can still wear whatever designer she wants, but why is it always, like, this club they have? What? So why is Blair always classy? Classy, I guess that's the word. What is this club called that they go to? The The Hamilton Club. The Hamilton Club. Not at all like a sorority. I was going to say. Hamilton House. The Hamilton House, there we go, Hamilton House. Not at all like a sorority, you're saying, but the exclusiveness still is the the picking and choosing the making people feel left out and and a smaller community it's the same concept it's just it's just done out very differently you know like i mean we're we've got a bunch of different sororities sitting at this table so i can't really speak for each individual sorority but overall i think that our sorority the concepts of them are to make the school seems smaller to give you a little place to call home and to provide you with a group of friends. And that's kind of what the Hamilton House does. I'd say it's exact, literally exactly the same thing, minus they go to, they have wine one night and we go to a frat party and drink crappy beer. I think that's really the major difference. I, You're right. I think it's exactly, I think that when Serena right. with the keys, it's the same. It's, it's Rush. It's all, it's Rush all over again. It's, yeah, they just wanted to make you it smaller. And, 
<laughs> yeah, I meant hell all over again. Four letter word, R-U-S-H, means hell. <laughs> but I was just going to go to you. Similarities and differences. Either USC, Ithaca, whatever you think. I don't know. I was definitely going to go towards the Greek life thing, but I, I don't know. I would say it's just... They're not in college. Yeah. They're in a city. They live in a city, and, they, like, it, they tie off them being college-aged. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference. Like, there's really nothing about them. It's like, mm-hmm. Serena said something really funny that I thought when she was sitting at that bar with the guy. She said, college is just like high school with more expensive books. I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> like, I couldn't disagree more with that statement, which she just says enough. Like, high yeah. school is like college just because of... No. Like, high school... I was living with my parents in high school. Like I know. Like, we have so much fun, and that just shows that, like, these... They're still in high school. They're just... Yeah, but... Given the title. Speaking of quotes, though, and this is something that really gave me a real moment that did remind me of my college life is... You remember when Dan turned to his dad and was like, please get there faster, when he was trying to describe that Serena has an STD and, like, his dad wasn't getting it? I thought that was hysterical. Like, and that's why I think Dan and Vanessa are needed on the show to remind us that we are still in college because they're very much more college. Like, I remember last season when Dan kind of brought them to the rooftop party and had that thing at NYU. And first of all, NYU is um, not, I'm not saying that it's not an unbelievable school. I think it's an incredible school, but it's a lot, a lot less pretentious than Columbia is. So that gave us a little chance to see some more of a college life. There was a DJ at the party. There were kids puking over the balcony. Like, it's, it was a little disgusting, but kind of reminded me of my life at the same time. <laughs> You're laughing, but it's true it's to you, too. It's definitely true. So don't even right now. No, so I'm just saying, like, I, as much as I would love to say, wow, no similarities at all between our college lives and theirs. They're so pretentious. They are so over the top. They do these fashion shows and this crazy stuff. But since I've gotten to been in L.A., I've done some pretty crazy, weird things like that, too. You know, like gone to these celebrity events or been on After Buzz TV or like done things that you would never think that normal college kids do. So, like, I, I don't know. I, it's not completely so far-fetched sometimes. You know, like, when we just went around, there were just as many similarities as differences. No? Yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting nods around the table in case you can't see that through these microphones. I know it's really odd, but they actually don't. They, you actually can't right now. Um, okay, so I think we're going to move on to the gossip and news for the week. After Buzz TV News. Spotted, Chase Crawford has reportedly revealed that in his new movie, 12, he enjoyed playing a 17-year-old drug dealer because it was different to his usual clean-cut image. The actor admitted that he found it satisfying to play a more gritty character. That's exciting to me. Nate is very, as he said, clean-cut. Pretty boy. I like bad boys. I'm excited. Yeah, I like bad boys, and he's hot. He's really, really, really hot. I know, I know. (laughs) Like, he's just so beautiful. You see him on screen, and he just melts. They all are, though. They all are completely gorgeous. Spotted Blake Lively on The Letterman Show last week, talking about her work on The Town and a stint in Disney jail. But it looks like she's mended her relationship with Disney as she was also spotted with Ryan Gosling having ice cream at the Gibson Girl Ice Cream Parlor at Disneyland. Um, The date was a little more than friendly. Mm, What do we think about that couple? I don't know. Kind of... Weird and uh, heebie-jeebies. She's hotter than her. Oh, way hotter. And uh, okay, about about the town there. What were you guys saying before? I actually didn't see it, but you guys. Well, as a Boston girl myself, I know I do not have the accent, but I she missed it. I mean, she was good in her role, but she didn't get it right. She was off a little bit. It seemed like she tried really hard at that role. It, it was good, but it was good. She tried too hard. You know, that's the one thing. <laughs> Not that I'm the most pro person ever, but acting is not supposed to at any point look so forced. That's a little awkward. Well, speaking of Blake Lively, she was also spotted with um, wearing the same dress as Taylor Momsen on set. And it looks like there's going to be a masquerade mix-up again. I was going to say deja vu. 
remember what was that thing with Jenny last a couple seasons ago where she wore the dress and oh my god the whole story over and over again Nate thought yeah, Jenny so, whatever whatever <laughs> over it next <laughs> spotted Ed Westwick admits that his ideal role would be playing Batman um, he quoted that he was my childhood superhero he's a damn good fighter and has access to amazing gadgets such as a utility belt and of course the Batmobile he says <laughs> I'd give my left arm just to sit in it so I mean just also to say just because um, Ed Westwick's counterpart on Gossip Girl Chuck Bass has difficulty with romance and love doesn't mean Westwick has a problem making grand gestures Westwick also revealed that for the right woman he has no problem being a little cliche he said I scattered rose petals around a hotel room and ordered in some very very expensive champagne he says you know you're falling for someone when you care what they think and how you feel and then when you're not looking at anyone else that's when you know she's the one okay a lot about Westwick here. So, he wants to be Batman, and he's a little romantic, and not like his character on the show, apparently. Well, I say good luck getting that from Christian Bale. I know. Seriously. But I I will say, he, to me, I did just go off about Nate, but He's the hottest to me. I know you guys think I'm crazy. I think I that totally he agree. just oh yes, he could be my Batman anytime. Exactly. Anytime. He sounds like such my a dream Superman, man. my Batman, my any just my man, <laughs> my man man. <laughs> just covers everything, Batman and a romantic. You I too, mean. Phil. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe I'd want to emulate him, but I don't think I'd want to be with him, no. <laughs> okay, just checking that. <laughs> well, for our last spotted, Jessica Schwartz and Ed Westwick were also spotted in New York City, and co-stars and real-life lovers both looked their best as they headed inside the swanky Smith Hotel for the night. Though Ed's currently occupied by Jessica, he's not interested in making any long-term commitments right now. He explained, I'm always on the market. I'm too young to be tied down. I want someone who's intelligent, can really laugh and knows what love should be. How pissed would you be if you read that? Awful. No, it's just... This, what? This, okay, this is what I was telling you. Who was I? I think I was saying this to you, Lindsay, the other night. Quick story about my dad used to be in um, Boston's most eligible bachelors when he was dating my mother at age 20. It did not do great things for the relationship. We have the magazine to this day, and every time they see it, she doesn't think it's funny. And I don't think Jessica would think this was very funny either. Especially since he just talked about how when you're falling for someone, you don't look at anyone else, and what he does for her, everyone knows the two of them are together. And this rose petal scenario must have been for her. Talk about a contradiction there. We went from really romantic to... uh, Chuck Bass, again. A douche. It's a little confused. Well, and that's our After Buzz TV Gossip Girl news and gossip for the week. Great. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. I know, it's, it's the first time you're hearing it, so the buzzing noise, it's a little weird. I'm trying to get over it. We're moving on from the extraterrestrial life going on there. The predictions for next week. Little Jay is back. I'm scared. Oh, goodness. And she comes back in full force, as we saw from that clip. She was, like, just ready to just... Proud about sleeping proud. with... <laughs> yeah, she, she is coming back, and she's somebody who, whenever she's on the show, I want her off. And whenever she's off the show, I want her on, as I said earlier. And I know that's bizarre, but she brings a light to the show. She's very edgy, and you never know what you're going to get with her. Always a curveball. I just wanted to ease up on the eye makeup. It looks oh, terrible. Lipstick. Sorry. Uh, hard hair. She's very harsh. She was pretty in the first season. She got ugly. Oh, you'll give that to her. Okay. For sure. That was nice. I, yeah. Okay. What we saw also some there were some SCB things they were shooting across the street. S is for shame and Serena and something and who's bed was she getting out of? Yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm thinking cap guy. Ooh, a little soon. Hope not. I know. I was drinking at the bar alone. Because every time I watch a guy take a girl into a cab every single morning, I'm like, oh, I want to be the next girl. <laughs> I'm kidding. I really don't. No, I, and what was the other one? C is for... Co-ed. And Chuck and co-ed and... Sleeping around again? I don't want to see that anymore. That's what I was saying before. So are we circling? We're so sick of Chuck being the bad guy and the annoying slut. But, you know, Gossip Girl does have a way of surprising you sometimes. They'll go in a circle and you think they're just about to hit right where they were, and then there'll be a little twist, and you'll be like, all right, this is why I love this show. 
Right, Phil? Loving the show? Ready to go? Um, well, I've always been wrong with my predictions, and they make these things, the previews, so cryptic. So, And, and I, I'm not an expert on the show, so we'll see where it goes. But um, as always, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of drama. Uh, of course. Of course. This is oh. And I'm still no waiting. I'm still waiting to see who Gossip Girl is. I'm really hoping we find out next week. I know. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. <laughs> We're still thinking. No, I don't think so. Maybe. You never know. Could be right. <laughs> For producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer Corey Sheehan, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com or buzz into our Twitter account or Facebook page by searching AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later! later.